Off the Ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108. We're turning to GAA, so the Allianz League's uh, kicked off over the weekend. We'll be joined by Tommy Welsh later on to um, chat hurling. Uh, Kerry beat Tyrone 11 points to 7. Galway beat Cavan by 2 points. On the Saturday night, Mayo had a 1 point win over Roscommon, 1 8 to 1 7 in terrible conditions, over 10,000 in Castle Bar. There were 8,500 in Clonus to watch Monaghan beat Dublin, 2 13 to 1 13. We'll talk about some of the aspects of that game in a moment. But first, uh, Jim Gavin. I think was in very uh, given form by his usual standards post-match. He doesn't tend to opinionate much on uh, matters beyond the match, but he was asked after talking initially about the game, about uh, the GAA and uh, the rules, I suppose, uh, specifically. And even though he's doing this in a very calm uh, way and the tone is very measured, actually, when you hear his quotes here and think about what he's actually saying, <coughs> it is uh, withering, to say the least. So here's Jim Gavin after the game in Clones. I'm probably a little bit disappointed for our second league competition to be to be an experimental league, but um, it is what it is, but it's a great workout nonetheless. Do you on the hand pass rule that's not in place? What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I know, you know, I had no particular issue with, with it. Um, you know, at first and foremost I think it needs to be needs to be remarked that the um, and and acknowledge the endeavours of the rules committee, the hard work that they put in and the the time and effort that they have volunteered their time to, to um, you know, try and make the game better. Um, if there was one thing you'd probably uh, comment on upon it is that I think there hasn't been uh, from them, or indeed our leadership at the GA, a really clear vision of what they want Gaelic football to be. And I think until we understand what that is, we'll, we'll get this, uh, what's going on at the moment, lots of actions without a vision, that, that's a bit of a little bit of a nightmare. So, um, but uh, you know, from, from, from Dublin's perspective, you know, I articulate my, 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 my thoughts to the county board and, and um, I don't believe managers, managers should have a soapbox to comment on them rightly or wrongly. You know, it's, it's up for our own um, you know, local county boards to make representations on, on, on behalf of the county, not on behalf of the one particular team. So I'd no particular issue with it and, and whatever the, our governing body say in terms of rules, we just got out with it. What's your personal opinion game, on the game? Like, you know, the, the idea, like... As you say, there needs to be a vision of where it needs to go. Yeah. What do you think? Like, do, do you think the game needs changing? Um, no, I think the, the, I, I, not, I don't. I don't As in the rules, exactly. Yeah, right? I don't believe so. But I, um, you know, I'd always advocate anything that can, um, you know, that can incentivise teams. So I think the black card is a really positive incentive for teams to attack. You know, I think I think some of the plays there. I was standing one or two of the guys being taken down towards the end, but, but I mean, in general play, when, when players are going through on the goal, I think we would have seen in the past they would have been taken down, and obviously Monham would, would have experienced that um, in some of the championship games they played, so that doesn't happen anymore. And I think that can, um, uh, that can uh, promote the game in, in terms of a very positive way, you know, a bit like the, the, the Simbin, I, I would always advocate it. You get the, I get the sense off you that you're not going to spend an awful lot of time in training to uh, work and around these rules because they're not going to be. Well, we've six, you know, we've six games left, and that's just that's just the reality. If, if you know, personally, I would, just, I would just gone out and introduced them, and, and so you have it. And when you go back to play with your clubs, you have it. And, you know, we've players playing Sigerson now on, on Wednesday, but they have a completely different set of rules, and it's that, and they're two completely different games. And you know, the only thing I heard probably from the rules committee very early on, they were talking about um, you know trying to make the game a game of contest, and to me that that that's that's. Um, Probably, you know, talking that that is a bit, trying to make the game a bit like hurling, and they're, you know, they're completely different games. One you can, you know, accurately pass the ball 70 yards, you can half that with Gaelic football. So they're completely different games. 
um, with different equipment that's, that's used and, and uh, it's probably a wrong comparison uh, even though we're, 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 we, we both play both codes and I think that one might be influencing the other so I think in, on, to go back to my original point I think until um, until the GEA you know, articulate their vision and what they want Gaelic football to be then we can understand the reason why these changes come in but to say to, to, just to put a you know a definite or a, a limitation on hand pass because there's uh, too many hand pass in the game that doesn't explain why teams are hand passing more than they probably did in the past so until we, we get the why from them you know, I think there'll still be confusion and probably a um, bit of bit of frustration from, from some quarters. Jim Gavin speaking there in Clonus. Given his status in the game, it's a significant mm. intervention, and doubly so when you consider how reluctant he is to intervene and give opinions and be, you know, soapbox. Um, he referenced there. Yeah. Um, given how reluctant he is to do that, it's a doubly significant in intervention. No vision from the GEA. No, they've failed to articulate a vision for the game. It's a little bit of a nightmare. He's not happy that the secondary competition has been reduced to something of an experiment. He's not even going to bother implementing tactics to incorporate the mark because, frankly, what's the point? It's gone in six games. Sigerson matches are different. Um, and even the too many hand passes putting a limit on them. You sense that there was no subtlety in that. You know, it was such a... Treating the symptom as opposed to the cause, mm. you know, pack defences ultimately are the, are the cause. And look, to a point, uh, teams are more sophisticated, they're just not going to boot the ball away anyway, and that's uh, a part of the game as well. But pack defences, maybe you could do something about So he, he clearly thought the limiting the hand passes, there was no subtlety in that um, yeah. change. And then, you know, he, he did thank the rules committee for their efforts, but he did reference the fact that they had talked about more contests and how that's a real nod to hurling, that's what makes hurling so great in some yeah. ways, those launched balls. And he said, you just can't do that with these two games. So all in all, despite the very measured tone, it's like a devastatingly withering assessment of how football is being treated yeah, right and now. And I think it's all the more effective because, now this is his seventh year in charge of Dublin. How many times has he come out and said, anything as forceful as that, like it's um, three or four times I, I can remember he's made the, the, a, a few interventions over the years but very very rare so I think it's quite um, I don't know if calculated is the right word but like he did pick his moment like when he when he was asked the questions he had this in his head and he thought I want to get this stuff out there mm. and he has this, that status now like you've seen I think you I don't, you probably noticed it the last few months Brian Cody has been a lot more outspoken about the way club are being treated, what the direction GA is going, than he has been about GA matters for much of the last 20 years. And I think these guys, when they realise the status and the power and the weight that their words carry, um, I think they, they, they feel that they can be a force for positive change. And I think there is a lot of frustration out there. And there's a lot of misleading stuff like, um, you know, like Joe Brawley was bringing up a thing last night about uh, how the mark was supposed to... Um, favourite Kieran Donaghy type full forwards, you know, that was a stated aim and Joanne Cantwell cut across him and said, you know, where was that? And I looked at it, there's no stated aim. That isn't a stated aim. The mark, you can catch the ball off your toes and it's still an attack and mark, you know, or, or on your chest. But people are kind of are putting their own stamp on what they want the rule to be. But you have to actually look at what are the actual rules that they're bringing in. And, mm. um, uh, I, I wonder as well, like there was this perception that some of the rules were there to clip Dublin's wings a bit. So I wonder, is he possibly reacting to that a bit? Like mm. some people did think, you know, the changes to kick out rule and 
Um, you know, Dublin have very much gone for possession game the last two or three years. So, like, the hand pass rule would have uh, scuppered that slightly. So, m maybe that got his hackles up a bit. But I thought yeah, he made a lot of sense. And there is a lot to be said that there is a lot of people out there asking, what is the GAA's vision? Mm -hmm. And you saw that last week. And the, the word disconnect keeps being used. But there is substance to that disconnect. A lot of people do feel it. Yeah. Regarding the game itself, I mean, Monaghan... Uh, exemplified best of anyone over the weekend just how effective the mark can be and it's not in the traditional Kieran Donaghy way. Yeah. I've had what uh, what a lot of people have described as the Andy Moran type run. Yeah. You know, and we all know that run where he's um, sprinting back and forth. Uh, I mean, those pop passes into chess there transform the value of possession in that, in that moment whereas before Andy Moran is facing the sideline back to goal and has one if not two people haranguing him now it's almost a certain point yeah uh, and it, like that completely transformative and Monaghan uh, claimed nine offensive marks yesterday they scored one three from the resulting play it was very notable that Dublin only scored one point from their offensive marks mm. now of course they have a possession-based game and they are uh, wonderful exponents of keeping the ball with the hand pass but they can kick a football too yeah. and based on Gavin's post-match comments there Yes, they're just off a cruise and they're only back two weeks, so they're probably dusting off the cobwebs a touch. But secondly, they've clearly put no emphasis on yeah. getting to grips with the mark because what is the point? Yeah, well, that's like, uh, you know, this is where you come back to your process and you're talking about each, taking each game as it comes or each competition as it comes. But this just makes it very clear that it's all about the championship for Dublin, yeah. that the league doesn't really matter, that it's all about the five in a row because these rules can't come into this year's championship. Whereas Monon seemed to, to me watching it on. Monaghan have put a fair bit of, amount of work into working the marks. And like, that was the difference between the two teams yesterday, uh, Monaghan's use of the marks. Um, but Dublin, uh, I, rightly, I think Dublin has said, what's the point? Like, yeah. We can't use these th this, this year. Like Monaghan might go through the league, and this is really effective. And then they go in against Cavan in Breffney Park, yeah. which is always uh, a really tight game between them and Monaghan and Cavan. And they can't use those rules. Well, so you're going, what's the point? Well, they'll hit these what little the pop passes in yeah. and then they'll be swallowed up. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, everything Gavin said there, I think, makes total yeah. sense. It's I hard thought to the attack and mark anyway. looked good yesterday. But I, I, I think um, they need to be taken quicker. Like, I think out the field, the mark has to be taken within five seconds. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's in stricture. It's 15 seconds I read closer into goal. 15 is too much for me, I think. It's it just slowing it down a bit. I think, I think five... Five is enough, like because you know, fifteen. If you're twenty-five yards out, you're not going to miss. So you know, just put a bit more pressure on the forward. I think. Well, regardless, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how those comments are received because, uh, like, it's fairly damning when the uh, football manager with the highest status in the country, really the most successful at the moment, I guess Mickey Hart's the longest serving. But when he's saying there's been no vision articulated from GA leadership about what kind of game they want. Yeah. And he's basically damning, you know, their hand passes limit was the most basic thing they could have dreamt up. There's too many hand passes, let's limit them. Yeah, yeah, and that's come in, like that's been trial, trialed at least twice before. Like yeah. it's not very original. And there is this uh, perception that they're, they're reactive. They just react to what pundits rant about and then they try and appease the pundits. Mm. Yeah, and the, no the notion that these players have to go and play Sigerson. Yeah. Completely different rules yeah. is, um, is mad as well. On uh, Dimmer Conley, by the way, he was asked about Conley's potential return. He said, it's like any player who volunteers their time for playing inter-county football. Those choices that they make are purely those choices. And if players want to come back, we'll be delighted to have them. 
pressed further on whether that was an indication Connolly didn't want to return to the inter-county scene. Gowan said, no, that's not what I said. So we're none the wiser, really. No, and he, like, he was asked about Connolly after the All-Ireland final and at the Le Leinster Championship launch last year as well. And the answers he gave were similarly oblique. Mm. Like, he hasn't really given a straight answer on this. And like, from what, from what I gather, it's quite, un it's, it's quite unlikely that Dermot Connolly will, play, will be part involved this year. And I think that's a huge gamble if that does turn out to be the case because if you look at last year, they didn't need Dermot Connolly. Like they won every game comfortably, bar the qualifier or the Super Ace game in Oma, which is still, you know, they, they kept Tyrone at arm's length. Whereas if you look at the last really tight do-or-die championship battle they had was against Mayo yeah, in the 2070 the final and they needed him to win it. So you can read too much into last year. They didn't have that kind of challenge last year. Yeah. Maybe they won't have it this year, but I think five in a row is always bring pressure. And, and I think they will. I think they might get a few of those challenges this year. Like they went four points down with 20 minutes ago yesterday. And he, ma he made a forward sub. Mm. He brought Conor McHugh on for Dean Rock. And Conor McHugh is a decent forward. He would get in most inter-county teams. He was under 21 player of the championship a few years ago. But if you were an opponent or uh, the back that he's come, uh, has to pick him up, you would far rather be marking Conor McHugh than Dermot Connolly. Mm. Like, so that to me makes no, no totally. sense. From a football point of view, Dermot Connolly should be there. So. You say a huge gamble. We don't know why he's not in the squad. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. the point. And that's where we almost have to draw a line. For all we know, Jim Gavin's on the phone. Well, there was night. an interesting interview with Kieran McFall, I think, um, uh, uh, from, from Derry, I think, uh, in the Irish News last week. And he played with Dermot Connolly in Boston last, last summer. Yeah. But he was talking about his preparations. And he did yoga every single morning. And this is playing in you know, the Boston Championship, which isn't, you know, it's not elite level. But he said, this guy was preparing very seriously and took, himself, took his it's football very seriously, yeah. So, who knows, like, it might be a... People often go back to, remember, uh, I think it was the Mayo Drawn uh, game a couple of years ago, where there was a sideline kick that Kieran Kilkenny was about to take, and Connolly took it off him, and he missed. And it's often been read, people have read into that, you know, was that something that bugged Gavin. Like that wasn't about thinking of the collective. It seemed to be grabbing a bit of glory. God, this is some good January speculation, <laughs> isn't it? This is champion winter talk. Just open, yeah. open rumour on the radio. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tommy Welch is with us. Evening, Tommy. Good evening, lads. You were delighted, I would think, to have your hurling back this weekend. The winter's over. <laughs> yeah, we're all happy again. Did I uh, hear rightly that you reckon Waterford are going to win the All-Ireland? Yeah. Um, listen, you know, like... Obviously, it's very difficult to predict it, but yeah, I do. I have a hunch for for it was before last weekend, Waterford and Clare, um, and Waterford to, to nudge it. Well, you know, now listen, as I said, it could be any of one of probably nine teams, but mm. that's where my hunch goes. For the the reason for it is, is they such a short summer last year, um, and they were decimated by injuries in that Munster kind of league championship type type format. Mm. So it was it was kind of like a written off year really from the minute that started. So just with a new manager, usually with a new manager, we already have seen it with Tipperary. We've seen it with Watford the weekend. They kind of nearly get a new lease of life because everyone is out to impress and everyone believes they have a chance. Mm. So mm. And they have the hurlers because we've seen what they did about two or three years ago in the Under-21 Championship, Joe, where you know, they obliterated nearly every team in it. There was, there was very little close matches. So, yeah, I, I have a hunch. But as I said, like any one in nine teams could, could, could do it. But, yeah, I'll go with Waterford. Well, listen, if you have called this on January the 28th, <laughs> we'll play this back to you in August. We'll do, I mean, you'll, be, um, you'll be even more of a god. 
Um, so, I mean, the, the league is interesting this year, especially in hurling. Like last year, the Ren Robin series seemed to catch a, a few teams. Michael Ryan said that it was very difficult to, you know, prepare and, and give everything to the league and then be ready to go again for the Ren Robin series in Munster. I always remember him making that point quite strongly. And so this year you have the Ren Robin and you have the fact that there's no relegation. So what do you think that's going to me mean for um, the league in hurling this year? Yeah, so I think the last two or three years, Joe, the, the league was played like a championship as regards intensity-wise. And that's the fans, the management and the players. Mm. Towards now, it's played with the intensity of everybody trying to do their best and everybody trying to, to win the match, but not with the same pressures. So what you'll see is probably, you know, a little bit looser hurling probably. And you'll see managers, the, the most important thing from my point of view is you'll see managers giving guys a chance. So like I was in Nolan Park yesterday with him with the family and like it, w it was great to see so many, like Kilkenny and Cork were missing so many players, but it gave so many guys chances to impress. And um, I think that's what managers are going to try and do in this league is that, yes, they'll go out and try and win every match, but it's not the be-all and end-all. Mm. The be-all and end-all, I'd say, is the fine players that they'll be able to use in the championship. And, um, you know, I think the two matches of that the, the weekend, the one in Turles and the one yesterday in Nolan Park, I think the four teams have definitely found players that they'll be able to use in the championship. Who are you impressed with with Tipperary, Tommy? In Tipperary, sure, like, you know... Theirs is probably slightly a bit different, um, Kieran, because what I think what they're looking for, Liam Sheedy has said, is they're looking to build kind of the, the structure of their team. Mm. That by the end of the league, that he will have that in place. So he had Parag back full back, he had Ronan centre back, you know, and they were playing in many different positions the last few years, and they impressed. Now they're going to, there's going to be different challenges. Uh, ahead because I suppose the, it was that bit easier for a backline in, in Turles Saturday night because they were playing with one extra defender and that happened to be Park who was probably one of the best readers in the game so there will be different chal challenges when especially if they play the likes of a Cork or that where it's uh, six versus six maybe the wide open spaces but I think for, for, for who did they find I think Jake Morris every match he's he gets under his belt will be more important because it is hard. He's been very impressive under 21 last year. Um, he's a great colleges player, but it is it is difficult to make that transition and quickly. So the more matches you can get under your belt, um, the more beneficial it'll be to the team. So I was very impressed with any ball that he got in here in the, the weekend. Yeah. Where does he, he where, was, does, where does he play, Tommy? Sorry, uh, corner forward. Corner forward. Okay. Uh, and one typical ball came in, like. Back in, when you're a young lad, you're always told, give a low fastball into the corner forward. Well, if that's bouncing kind of in front of yeah, you, Joe, it's actually a difficult enough ball if it's coming at speed, especially the weekend when the, when the ground was greasy. But uh, Parag Mark came out loose, and uh, mm -hmm. like they've changed their, their game as well. They're, they're definitely trying to find players as, as opposed to launching it every time. And, um, you know, because they're, they're adapting to the, to the new game. And Parag Mark came out with a ball, and he hit a lovely ball into the corner. But I just knew it was fast and it was low, and while it looked a lovely ball, I'd say it was quite difficult to control yeah. if your touch wasn't right, especially this time of year. But Jake just took it and lovely one touch into the hand, turned out to the stand, to the, to the, to the old stand in Turles and over the bar. Made it look simple, but I think that's what the, 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 the really good players are able to do, Joe. And I was very impressed with, impressed with Jake. Yeah, do you, do you think we're seeing a move away from sweepers, Tommy? You know that uh, Waterford seemed to definitely have gone away from it a bit. Um, like maybe Claire Wexford, are they the only two left standing now? Yeah, um, I, I think that the, the way it's gone now is I think you have to be able for every game. So you can't go out with just the mindset of having a sweeper, right? We're, we're a sweeper type team, and you know them teams don't like 
mm. I was referring to the sweeper type teams, but they definitely, you know, they do have a sweeper, and, and that's the way, the way I think it is. But I don't think I think we'll see um, uh, teams moving away from just having one style. So in one match, we might even yeah. even during the course of a match, you might see for twenty minutes they might have a sweeper. Then they're fifteen versus fifteen. And Liam Sheedy definitely spoke about that last week. That it is definitely gone away from the conventional. You know, everyone in their positions and best yeah. man uh, wins the ball. You have to be able to adapt. And I think we're going to see a movement away from that. Like I thought, Tipperary and Kenny especially. Um, no longer are they launching the ball every time they, if, when they're free. They're now trying to pick out a guy. Even the, the, the Kilkenny guys at the weekend, it was, it, was, it was on the highlights even last night where they did three or four moves, which is unknown really for, for the Kilkenny guys, in the backs, out to midfield, and then they lost it. But um, beforehand then you'd hear roars from the crowd saying, just drive it in, drive it in. But they didn't know. We, we understand that you have to adapt to the new game and they have to be able to try out things and you make a mistake on your go again and try something different so um, are we going away from the sweep I don't think so but what you'll see is I think um, no one will stick for for the full 70 minutes I would imagine uh, Before you go Tony Kelly's sending off it seemed had a big bearing in the game and it's been much uh, talked about and uh, the referee Colin Lyons has been roundly criticised by pretty much everyone uh, you would have to say uh, Willie Barrett, who's the referees development chairman, came out last year after the hurling leagues, and he was talking about a number of referees and a number of people in the game feeling that they wanted to get rid of these kind of challenges. He said, if they're on the shoulder or chest high, then it's a yellow card, but when they're head high, hit into the face, it's a red card. So I must say, I have a good degree of sympathy for column lines. I don't think there was anything deliberate or malicious on Tony Kelly's part, but. Uh, everybody's criticised the decision, the decision quite significantly. If you're if you're going in at speed on a player, and you have your hand up and you connect with his face guard or his face, how like is it that outrageous that it was a red card, or is that just allowed in the game? Is that fine? Like we're, we're off we go for the next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably asking the wrong lad here. Well, I know, I know. I mean, I don't know what you'd have to do to get no, a red no, card off Tommy no, Welsh. But, yeah. the, the thing here is, Joe, it's uh, column lines. I kind of felt bad Saturday night after. Like, like I, you know, I, I, I didn't mean that. And, uh, like, I felt it wasn't a sending off, but, like, I didn't feel it was column lines' fault. I don't, or, or any referee fault. I think, as you said, Willie Barrett came out, um, and the, the referees are told that, listen, um, high challenges are that. They obviously so many games on television now and there's so many people seeing them and especially young kids they want to make sure that it's as clean as possible but I'd love to see the referees and no blame whatsoever on column lines like, this is the way referees are, I believe are told to referee the game high challenges and that but I believe that they should be given um, the freedom to make up their mind whether it was a dangerous challenge whether it was um you know, on purpose or whether, whether you know, whether the player meant it. But I just thought in that instance, mm. Tony Kelly came in really quick. So he was told, they were probably, you know, they were so poor in the first half. They probably, at half time, their manager probably had a few words with them. Lads, we want to see the intensity cranked up. We want to see closing, like the temporary lads are closing down our guys clearing the ball. So he tore into Parag Mar. And you know what, you know, Parag gave him a, kind of a sidestep and his hands were just up. But I can understand where... Like I know people are fifty fifty on this, but if you're looking at it, you can say yes, it was it was a it was a high challenge. But I think any players that that are playing the game realise how fast it is. So he came in with the best of intentions and then like, you know, hand went up and because Paragmar went down then, you know, obviously uh, it draws the irks probably of, of the, sub, the, the the Tipperary sports was in that instance. 
So you can see both sides of it. But I just think the referee should be given the, the, the freedom to maybe hold on a minute here now, have a little consult with the, with the linesman. What do you think? Was it dangerous or what? And then make the decision then, as opposed to just everything black and white. Now, just to, 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 to kind of understand things off, like the one in Wexford, um, with the Wexford Limerick lads job, like I can understand the referees in that instance. Well, back in the day, no. Listen, on we get a bit of shoulder and a bit of pushing. But after everything that went on during the winter, with all the rows up in the, the banks and inside in dugouts and all, so they want to cut out that. And if you have to make an example of, of people, the third man in and all that, well then, listen, it is unfortunate. No one really did that in two bad below in Wexford. But we want to send out the message clearly. Any of these Malays, um, there'll be people sent off. And probably, you know, after that, the weekend, I think each manager, whether you're Brian Cody or John Myler or Liam Sheedy, will say, lads, if there's nothing going on, third man in, you're gone. So don't let me see it. You're mm. the only, you'll be the man to blame. You know, the president has been set below in Wexford Park. So I can understand that one, Joe, if you, if you understand me. Yeah, no, perfect sense. Well argued. Uh, great to have you on again. Thanks a million. Great stuff, lads. Best All right. Right. See you. Tommy Welch. It would break Tommy's heart to send off any man for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Proper hurling. Yes, man. yeah, yeah. Uh, it was an interesting test case, though. It was inter- Anthony Daly said, well, that won't be a sending off in August. Yeah, you know? yeah. So if the GA are serious about it, these, it's the next few weeks where yeah. they can make examples and stamp it out of the game or in a... Three. Yeah, but you often find at the start of the league or else the start of the provincial championship, they clamp down yeah, something yeah, yeah. and then they don't. it's not sustained. So. so it depends how serious they are. Yeah. I mean, three, four it. weeks, they won't have to deal with it in August because it'll be stamped out. But if yeah. they renege on it in the next week or two, sure, then it's we'll talk again in 2020. Yeah. Um, thanks a million for coming in. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Kieran Cunningham there and we'll take a short break. Off the Ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108.